And uh, yeah, with that, your group uh, heads back into the forest, back towards the lean-to where Viv yeah. is. So um, as we're walking back, Blackmore's going to be like, have any of you ever seen the movie The Manchurian Candidate? Uh, yes. Yes, I have. Oh, right. And then I, I look over at the others, and then I realize that one of them is Quincy and one of them's a myth. And so it kind of goes like, oh, right. Uh, yep. It's a film. I, I, I saw that one. <laughs> uh, well, for the Tony's sake, it's a film about a man who's effectively brainwashed into assassinating the president, who's a, a high-ranking member of government. The idea is that the person is brainwashed in such a way that they can be effectively perfectly themselves up until some sort of trigger word or stimulus is applied, at which point they will perform the act. Considering what we've seen about Genevieve's Helm's bodyguard and what we know about uh, the master, I have to say that I'm not exactly confident that Spring Meadow might not be under the effects of something similar if my understanding of what a Gaius is is any indication. Yes, perhaps this Jack- is something that I could talk to Sophie about. It seems to be vampire-related. Jack awesome. Houston looks like he's going to be sick. Look, we don't know what exactly it is that they want, that if the ma- what the Master wants her to do, but the only thing now would just be to keep an eye and an ear out. She's bound to make a reappearance at some point, and when it does, we have to be prepared for whatever particular thing they've asked her to do. Or, yes, guess, we've managed to break the such a geas in the past. It wasn't the cl- our cleanest work, but it did work. Yes, so it means we have to find her. Yeah, so we get back to London. We try looking for her. We find her. You find her. You get her to Tony. Tony, you, uh, you <laughs> tap tap. <laughs> Not the big tap tap, the just the little one. Nope, Johnny, you yeah. should. Uh, t- Tony gives you a look like, uh, like. The, the the reason that guy got injured was because Tony had to pin him down with an anvil, not because <laughs> Tony like swung yeah, too yeah. hard with a with the hammer. Right. Well, that is the only thing. Now the only thing I guess is to manage to get all of the McCarthy family back. And well, Connor. And at this, uh, the group kind of pauses for a sec as Connor slows in his steps. So, uh, what now? Technically, as a vigilante, we have to bring you in, same as we would any other person. As for what happens after that, well, that's a matter for our superiors to decide. And as much as I... Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, I apologize. Go right ahead. Please, Harry. And, well, I can certainly say that for one of them, that's going to be an uphill battle. I can imagine us making some pretty legitimate points to other members. And at this, uh, Connor just nods, still looking at the ground, and just, yeah, and get that. That makes sense. We also so, can't be letting Vivian hold members of the McCarthy family hostage for exchange for other kidnapped myths. Though I'd be hazardous to say that she might not be agreeable to this particular sentiment. Look, I'll talk to Vivian. I'll tell her that I'm heading back to London. I'm going to be there for a little while. I'm not sure when I'm going to be back. Right. In the meantime, because if, if she were to find out about what's going to happen, like she would literally go into London itself looking for me, and I can't risk that happening. Mm. Not to disparage your friend, but it seems that we are giving her quite a bit of leeway simply because she is a powerful myth. Um, but d- does she not realize that that she is not al- allowed to just do whatever she wants just because she? is a very powerful myth. It's, yeah, I I know that she is a giant, but 
even though she's still even though she can still fight she's not in her prime anymore and I know for a fact that even if she were to come into London trying to make trouble she would lose I don't want her to get hurt and in this whole thing look she does, is does she not understand that the that myths have to work with humans and work under their laws because they they control most of the planet and not every myth agrees with that kind of sentiment that's why they're out here but the fact is a lot of the pe- a lot of the myths who have lived out here have been done wrong by humans in the past that's why they're out here and i'm just trying to make sure i'm trying to rebuild a bridge basically besides that she technically like a, has that oh. seems like a very poor idea the the myth town council is specifically there to negotiate on our behalf with the people of London, we that we have a that is why the the Mythos unit can't simply walk into into Mythtown and 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 harass myths. It, it seems that this is a very poor choice to leave herself both vulnerable without protection from other myths or humans, and also under the under the idea that she can simply go out and do whatever she wants um, to force her 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 opinions and views onto everyone around her simply because she is bigger than them. At this, uh, Connor is kind of giving you a bit of a tight-lipped expression. Tony, Tony, and, and Quincy walks up. L- Look, we can talk all about this when we get back to the station and we are processing Connor here. We'll just need to make sure for his safety that no one finds out his identity until all the paperwork's done. And we'll deal with his big friend as part of the paperwork. And the situation is more complicated than you're making it out to be. But, look, we can discuss this another time. Let's just get back to London. Yeah, Tony's gonna just stay quiet, and but uh, he might be gonna go talk to the Midtown Council about this, because this seems, this isn't right for him. He thinks that that a rampaging giant might, you know, seriously damage Midtown's credibility in the whole... Mm. We can be civilized and, and coexist with people, except when one, one myth doesn't want to, and then we're just not going to do it. But okay. Well, I, I think the I think what uh, what Quincy's trying to tell you in his uh, uh, conversation before is that we can deal with the the fact there's a giant lady once we put file the paperwork, and then we can tell everyone, hey, you know, there is a giant out there. We can also talk, and Blackmore at this point is going to pipe up and be like, besides. We have a mind-controlled dryad somewhere out in the world that's probably up to something that is certainly no good and a limited amount of time to within there to find it. As much as I understand, Tony, that you have apprehensions about this, there are matters of priority for keeping the peace. And so far, Vivian hasn't broken any, technically broken any laws. The myth that we can have this discussion with the Mythtown Council once we're, uh, Summer Meadow is safe and once we've managed to assure that well, the McCarthy family isn't going to simply attack them again and cause more problems. Yes, that is an immediate concern. Alright. And so with that, you guys head back down to the lean-to by the lakefront, and Connor just heads inside, uh, and he looks up at Viv and, Ah, welcome back! You were all gone for some time. Everything alright? Yeah, everything's fine. Hey, Viv, um, so the officers here and I we're going to be heading back to London in just a minute. Um, 
there are a few things I need to take care of. I'm not sure when I'll be able to visit again, but uh, I'll, um, I just want you and Cal to know that I'm going to do what I can, okay? And she's uh, just looks down with a bit of surprise. Oh, well, I mean, if, uh, if you're heading back for a while, that's all well and good, Connor, but uh, yeah, if you're not sure when you're going to be back, I'm sorry to hear that. I hope you come back soon. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll talk soon. And, uh, yeah, after sharing a few more words with her, he uh, gives her a nod and a wave, and he heads out, and he looks around at all of you, and, alright, that's that, uh, come on. And, yep, yeah, so, you begin making your way back through the glade, uh, going through between these myth houses and stuff, uh, Jack just watching, th uh, Connor with an inscrutable expression on his face, but... Soon enough, um, you are back with all of the myths who are still looking over, or still keeping an eye on the bound-up members of the McCarthy family, and a nearby elf uh, steps up to all of you. We've made sure that these ones here wouldn't be causing us any further trouble. And, and at this, uh, he looks around at the other myths, and he looks back to you. I wanted to thank all of you for helping to save the myths that would have been abducted by... These ones here. Well, uh... Oh, well, all part of the job, really. Still, without you, a number of our members would have gone missing once more, and I wanted to ask, are you planning on finding the ones of ours who have gone missing? Yes, uh, I actually wanted to talk to you about that. Yes. If we could get a list of names, descriptions... Yes, yes, any and so with that... kind of information... He nods uh, furiously, and another elf nearby steps forward, and she's just, Saris, no, and he looks back at the other elf, and so it's all right, they're planning on finding our friends, it won't hurt to tell them about them. And so, yes, so uh, here, I can provide you a list of names. So he begins uh, telling you about, it seems to be um, 17 myths altogether that okay. are- I'm gonna take my phone yeah. out and start sure. to a voice recording. Yeah, it's yeah. He gives you a variety of species and descriptions: a couple of trolls, a few elves, um, one gnome in one case, as well as, uh, yeah, a few others of uh, differing descriptions. A minotaur at one point, and they've all been got. They've all gone missing, and we believe that the McCarthys have been responsible for all of this. And at this, he has a moment when he looks back at the other myths. Then he looks back to you. If if you promise that you are going to bring them all back, I am willing to enter into a pact with any one of you and offer you the use of my abilities. You think it will help you? Well, oh. um, uh, well, okay. no need to put anything on the line. It's our job to help uh, Mitz. And it, it's all right. I understand that you're putting your lives at risk. You've done so earlier tonight, and if you're going to be doing it again, you need all the help you can get. Well, if that's the case... Um... I would love to talk to you. All right. And uh, so, yeah, he takes a knee in the snow as it crunches underneath his knee, and he looks up at you, Quincy, and my name is Saris Caridian, and I wish to pledge my abilities towards your aid. If you promise the safe return of all of our friends and family members, then I will pledge you the use of my abilities for a whole month. Oh, well, no, 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 no. Uh, and Quincy puts his hands up. I... I I, I, we're not here to make a deal. It's fine. Don't oh. worry. Um, I are you sure? Look, um, what your name was, and he like reaches down to like pick him up because it's super weird for him to have someone bow to him. Uh, Saris, Saris Caridian. 
Ceres, yes. Um, in our line of work, um, pr- promises like the one you're asking are tough to make. Um, but we all we can promise is that we will do our best. Um, yeah, thank goodness. And if after this is all over and you're still interested, um, I'm sure one of us would be glad to make a pact with you. But as it, as it stands, um, we'll just we are going to do our best for your friends, and there's no need to form any um, uh, sort of blood oath. Ah, oh, very well. And perhaps when you are finished with that as well, you may be able to help us with the beast as well. Uh, what now? Uh, yeah, at this. Quincy turns back. Um, did I miss something? And Connor no. just. <laughs> this is the first time hearing about it. This is another problem that we've been trying to address here, but it is, well, I'm not sure if you would be interested in something like this outside of London, but there is a powerful myth that's been encroaching upon the community out here. Um, it's responsible for any kind of gestures around it, all of the snow that is uh, fallen through the treetops and on the ground and stuff. It's responsible for the strange weather that they've been facing. Anything powerful enough to control the weather in a large area like this is certainly of concern to human agriculture. I, Even if it's not targeting a human settlement now, it's surely going to be an issue in the future. As it stands, however, we have ourselves a bit of a, our hands are a bit tied. However, yes. if you reach out to the Mythtown Council, they may be able to provide you assistance in the matter. They may also have experience in uh, handling such beasts. And correspondence between you and the council is probably better in the long term. And with this, I will give Tony sort of like a knowing look. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Tony will nod appreciatively. Okay. And at this, um, yeah. So, um, Franklin, who have you been saying this to exactly? Uh, I'll be saying, uh, I'm kind of speaking to um, the, sorry, what was the elf's name again? Saris. Saris. I'm kind of saying this to Saris, but he's saying it loud enough that, you know, like, other people are gonna overhear it. And It's a kind of like, I'm very obviously telling you a thing you should do. But, you know, on the sly. Okay, and um, yeah, so Saris is just going to nod a little bit at this as do the other myths. And, very well, normally, uh, those myths, we originally, back when Myth Town, as it's called, was first established, we understood that they would be going their own separate ways, as would we. We haven't been in contact with them very much, but if things are changing recently, then perhaps we could discuss maybe coming back into contact with one another. I'm sure they'd love to hear it. So, uh, with that, uh, very well. And keep what I said in mind. Should you ever change your mind and wish to make a pact, I will be here. You saved my husband's life tonight, and if I can offer my aid in any way, shape, or form, I would be happy to repay this favor. Alright. In the meantime, uh, we have a long route to get back, and I assume that we basically start loading the McCarthy people, and by hook or by crook, we return to London very late in the evening. Oh, yes. Um, By the time you get back to London, it is about one o'clock in the morning. Uh, so, yeah, you pull up outside uh, Scotland Yard and hop out, uh, leading your charges with you. Heading in through the front door, you can see that there are only maybe a couple cops on duty because it's the midnight hours and stuff. And uh, the woman at the front desk um, uh, looks up and, 
Well, hello, dears. How are you? And she kind of trails off, seeing that you've got several members of the McCarthy family behind you bound in chains. Please, God, tell me there's a pot of coffee on. <laughs> she just kind of wordlessly nods. Ugh. Oh, thank God. And she just uh, points over at the break room. All right. So, yeah, we'll we'll get to work, probably working with the night shift to process uh, all of them. But we'll make sure that uh, basically I'll, I'll basically pull everyone aside and basically say, like, all right, do process Connor's paperwork as much as we can. I can trust all of you. And so I'm sure that the leak isn't necessarily coming from one of us. So keep the paperwork as between us as much as possible. Understood. Right, so you uh, bring Connor over to one side as well. He has dispelled his myth abilities before hopping into the van with you, so he is back to his relatively ordinary uh, human appearance. Mm, okay. So yeah, uh, we'll process him separately from the McCarthy family, uh, yep. and basically we'll put him, like, effectively, rather than charging him as, like, a myth, we'll put him down under some... Like, we'll put him down as, like, we'll put it down, basically, that it's, you know, not, like, we'll make it so that he's basically... Well, he's not, he's not a myth, he's a human. Yeah, so we're, we're basically, uh, like, not, but not, like, processing him like a pack user or something like that. Uh, so that way he's... Do we have to process them separately? I mean... Like, what, what's the what's the protocol around so, uh, arresting someone, specifically, who's a myth user? Um, they... One? Yeah, they... It's basically, like, an additional box checked off, um, you know, myth positive. Hmm. But yeah, we'll just make it so that he's not, you know, at any point, like, in the vicinity of any of the McCarthy crime family, so that none of them can kind of put two and two together. Yeah. Okay, well, so... Usually, yeah, so like, undercover... His, well, we don't paperwork. have to process his paperwork right now. We can hold yeah. off. I would like to have us... Ch now that we are away from the Giants and all the myths, and we can put Connor in a room, I'd want... I, you see Quincy just kind of say, um, walk up say, Oh, um, I've ordered dinner for all of us. Maybe all of the detectives, or inspectors could, uh, come talk in the room. Yes. Okay, so all of you head into the room, Jack included. Mm. And, uh, yeah. So, in the room with Connor? No. No Connor. No Connor. Yeah. Just the five of you. Okay. Yeah. We're, we, we take over a meeting room for dinner. Sure. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> so, we, yeah, essentially Quincy wants to talk about what our plan of action is about this whole Connor situation. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, I think Tony brought up some valid points uh, I think we should talk about. Um, about the Enclave? Well, in about many things. I think there needs to be... <sighs> so we, ha we are at a dilemma here. Um, our uh, Connor has broken the law, acting uh, as a vigilante. <sighs> but additionally... If we want him to be judged fairly, looks at Tony, allowing Buttermaker to know about his uh, him is also an issue. Yes. Well, Buttermaker is going to have to, if uh, what our plan was for putting him as a CI, that's going to have to go through Buttermaker either way. We can do, probably Butter, try. And... Do we know if Buttermaker knew Connor's, that Connor was the man in black? He doesn't, but if we don't, but he doesn't, but, well. He's going to continuously get on his case because, God forbid, we can't find the man that trashed his motorcycle. Huh. I mean, but what you said back at the Enclave, why could the man in black not simply just disappear? It's a possibility, I guess. Say that we found uh, Connor trespassing while we were tracking down the McCarthy family or some other such minor offense. It's, it's possible. Not, 
but... it's not necessarily the most ethical decision, but as has been pointed out quite thoroughly, this is uh, uh, not the most straightforward situation ethically anyways. I mean, it's certainly possible, but then if Connor wants to continue and hopefully join, how exactly do we swing that? It's not like you can just kind of get yourself plopped onto the uh, roster. There's a vetting the, process. The I'm sure Tony. Unit? Yes. Yes, I was unclear about that myself. The, as a, a, a non-myth, would he not have to go through police training first? He's quite young. And that's sort of the issue. That sort of thing doesn't just happen overnight. Yes. Uh, Tony, what would the Midtown Council do with Connor if we were to hand him over to them? As as far as I understand it, he has broken no laws of Midtown. Um, It's, uh, I don't believe that they would do anything. Hmm. Could we put him under their protection? Well, no, that seems too risky. Well, we could ask if he has any friends in Midtown. I would assume he would. Yes. Could stay with them in the meantime. About. So he hasn't broken any laws of Midtown, just the ones of the English crown. I'm trying to think if there's some way that we can swing this that he could work with Jack. And if this hmm. Jack just looks up at you? Wait, what? I mean, if the Methtown Council isn't necessarily going to, you know, punish him for anything, we can simply arrest him and maybe have do something of community service. An outreach program, for example. Which conveniently puts him under the supervision of one Inspector Jack Houston. I do like that. Jack's eye is twitching just a little bit. Um... Is it a good twitch or a bad twitch? Roll me an empathy check. Oh, he said he was a hero, remember? Okay. Oh, wow. That's uh, that's a critical failure. Um, Yeah, you're really not too sure. But um, you think that putting him in under Jack's supervision might be hilarious? <clears throat> I don't do things because I think they're hilarious. I do things because I think they're right. No, of course. I'm just <laughs> saying that if you decided that this was the right would be the right thing to do, it would also be hilarious. To- Tony... You seem to have, have reservations about the way we were handling Connor. What 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 is in your mind is is the correct course of action? Well, if he has committed crimes, I believe at the very least he he did in fact steal uh, uh, Buttermaker's motorcycle, which is a crime. It is theft of a vehicle, and he, he's gonna pull out his like the, the police <laughs> book he given it, like flip to the appropriate page. It says so yep. right here. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, shouldn't we... I, I, even if he is doing good, shouldn't he still be punished for the bad things he does? Hmm. Tell me, does Mythtown have uh, rehabilitative justice? Or is it strictly punitive? He gives you a look like he, he's trying to understand what the what that means. Um, <laughs> I, but you, I, uh, you, oh, you, yeah, you, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Um, does Mythtown, when punishing criminals force them to do good to the society to make up the the crime or is it simply that they punish the person for the crime uh chris what what is the answer to that because tony would know but Um, i don't well it depends on the individual and it depends on the crime committed like if somebody caused vandalism then they have to clean up the mess they made uh like it's very so it's like a community policing sort of thing or like a community um community sentencing so it's like if you if you do something wrong in the community you have to uh, fix the thing in the community kind of yeah exactly and um but i assume they don't they don't have that for murder 
Mm, well, I mean, they kind of have a corrective method for murder, but uh, okay. it's uh, not exactly something... It's it's not like it brings the person back to life, but it is a correction in a sense. Okay. Well, um, <clears throat> I, like, not going too deep into whatever that hor- <laughs> thing is, um, Quincy uh, looks, to, looks to Tony. Tony, I think you have a point. Um, Connor has committed various crimes, which is true. But at the same time, we you would want him to be punished equal to the crimes, correct? Yes. Our fear is that such a thing will not happen. And due to their influence, people who, who outrank us might target Connor for petty personal reasons. I, I would assume you don't think that would be fair. No. What, it seems like replacing the one who doles out punishment with an, with an avatar of balance would fix your, your, your legal system. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't have an avatar of balance for a thousand years, so the legal systems had to compensate for that. Mm. Yes, we use democracy, which is... Well, it works sometimes. Well, it's... it's... <laughs> I like that being... I like that being the tagline for democracy. It works sometimes. <laughs> well, Blackboard is going to pipe up and be like, well, as Winston Churchill said, it's the worst system, but it's better than all the alternatives. Hmm. Well, apart I think from... you can change that to it's better than most of the alternatives. I believe Midtown has found the better alternative. Then <laughs> Blackboard will like, it'll like raise his hand as if he's trying to make a point, and then it'll just be like, point taken. <laughs> well, our, our goal here, Tony, is not to allow Connor to walk free, but is to... Um, Stop. First of all, have Connor's illegal activities uh, halt and attempt to <clears throat> find a way while we um, investigate for to make sure that he is given a uh, proper punishment appropriate to his actions. And if not, a, a appropriate uh, uh, task to complete to uh, allow him to become a law-abiding citizen once again. Does that make sense? Uh, I, I guess so. I, I, I defer to your experience. I, all I have is this book. <laughs> I, I look at the book, Quincy opens it, it's like, Police Code Circa 1950. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't Quincy no, give him this book? No, I gave no. it to you. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's slightly more up to date, but yeah, I'd imagine that they probably haven't made, like, a significant revision. This to is, it, like, I, okay, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the book is pre-myth. Yes, definitely. Okay, so it's a pre-myth law, like not not no specific year, but pre-myth. So it has no myth-related laws in it. Yeah. Yep. Well, um, if you are all right with it, Tony, I believe uh, our current goal will be to um, protect Connor from unjust sentencing. While we confirm uh, and build a case to, um, well, build a case to uh, allow us to continue our investigation into the murder and, well, make sure that everything is dealt by the book. And he taps the book that Tony's holding. Mm-hmm. All right, I will, I will follow your lead, but perhaps somebody can get me a better book. Ah, about that. Ah. <laughs> and yeah, this Jack uh, speaks up. I guess 
I mean, when I was going after him, I kind of thought that, you know, maybe he, you know, was still breaking the law and all that, but I guess he has been doing the right things for, you know, even if the way he's been going about it haven't been the best methods, so I agree that we shouldn't let Buttermaker throw the book at him for all the wrong reasons. So, at the very least, I'll make sure that he's not, you know, um, as you said, unjustly sentenced or whatever. Uh, in that vein, what is our tact going to be? I unfortunately can't take another ward in. Mm. I think he's a bit old to be taken in as a ward, Quincy. Yeah, he's in his, like, late teens, early twenties or something? Even more the reason I can't take him in. (laughs) I say Lavender's idea is a better shot. We give him some sort of minor offense that's fairly easy to play out to community service and work him through the system so that he ends up in some place where he can do the most good. Alright, well, I mean, I guess we'll have to talk to Haito about that. Oh, oh, I actually, maybe we can make him integral to the investigation. What do you mean? Bring him in as a witness. What what if we have them make a deal? Ah, and at this, Jack is looking at you, like, as if to say, go on. Well, what if he had information that we needed? Recording. Or even just information about the killer. Yes, that is an interesting, I guess, that only works if we uh, continue to hide his identity as the man in black. Well, if we, if he, eventually, I think they're gonna find out, but... I, I, I think if we have some leverage, maybe Buttermaker can't throw his weight around as much. Perhaps, yes. I can speak to Creedy about the recording. Mm. Assuming that he's willing to provide that as evidence, that certainly does give him some leeway in regards to how he can be dealt with. Uh, out of character, does Creedy outrank Buttermaker? Internal but- Affairs outranks anybody. <laughs> so... Yeah, I mean, if we want to essentially, uh, again, add a character, Quincy is is arguing that we should go around Buttermaker. Because he, he's with Tony in that he doesn't think that we should just let Connor off completely. But if we can get him a fair deal that turns from, hey, go to jail to you are under protective custody here in mm-hmm. in Jack's apartment, that's probably a better alternative. <laughs> we'll put him Certainly in protective with a shot. custody in Jack's apartment. What? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, if we're if we're talking out of character, I think um, probably our best bet because, and I can't obviously do this as Tony because Tony doesn't understand the legal system. Yeah. Um, is uh, you get you go to uh, Creedy um, and say that you know because he's internal investigations, he can set up a uh, that there's an investigation for somebody being corrupted by it, you know, colluding with the McCarthy family. And then get McCready to go to the prosecutors um, and have them make a deal with the men in black that in, like, in exchange for evidence slash testimony slash whatever, you know, they'll, you know, I don't know, forgive, like... The, the for- Spider-Man defense, basically. If your crimes, if the crimes you commit vigilanteing outweigh any sort of bad potential press, may basically cut him a deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically... He's still going to be arrested, but, uh, like, the prosecution can, like, if McCready can get the prosecution to cut a deal with him that, so that instead of, you know, getting all of the charges 
from Buttermaker. And again, Buttermaker is only like uh, police commissioner. Is that what his rank is? Um, no, he's not commissioner. He is um, assistant commissioner. Yeah, yeah. Like he he can only like like and maybe get him like uh, get his trial in, in front of Judge white who you know i was that, actually gonna say we should get his case in front of judge white yeah no <laughs> like, absolutely like because like oh you were doing it for the right reason completely pardoned yeah well i mean uh, like like worst case scenario is that he gets off for the criminal charges uh, and Butterbaker decides to sue him for the cost of the motorcycle in which case you know that's kind of that's small claims off. court yeah. And also, that's kind of fair. He did kind of steal that motorcycle and destroy it. So. Yeah, th- that he didn't need to do that. He just <laughs> wanted to do that to look yeah. cool. And to like worst case scenario, like Judge White presents him the key to the city. <laughs> um, yeah. To be fair, the man in black w- looked way cooler on that motorcycle than Buttermaker did. I don't think yeah. that holds a big court, though, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Your Honor, my client did commit the crime, but you have to admit it was totally badass. We have a Don't say. Well, then, a full pardon on the excuse that he looked totally bitchin' doing it. It turns out you can murder anybody as long as you do it while doing a double backflip. <laughs> Lawyers won't tell you that. Ooh, cool point. Very Law- nice. Lawyers hate it. <laughs> yeah, but three sixty like, nose bone to manslaughter. But yeah, I, I I think that basically we can just like bureaucracy around Buttermaker, but mm. I think uh, he still has to be like arrested yeah. briefly. Um, and you know. So yeah, I guess we uh, what should we call it? Put in the thing, basically like yeah, he's the man. In, he is. We have arrested the man in black, and then proceed to do paperwork shenanigans. <laughs> I mean, probably talk to Creedy before you process him. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. So I'd say get on the phone with Creedy. We'll we'll delay the paperwork by by giving it to Quincy. <laughs> at, again, yeah, out okay. of character, Quincy doesn't. Well, you- no, but you just have Quincy process the paperwork, and then you you go to Creedy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we also have that meeting with him tomorrow, so I'll probably just pop in before that's there and basically talk with him then. Yeah, I mean, theoretically, you could hand the paperwork off to Tony, and, and nobody <laughs> will question why it takes so long. Begin smithing the paperwork with his hammer. Bonk, bonk, bonk. I mean, if you replace the smithing hammer with, like, a stamp, you could basically get him to just rubber stamp stuff. But yeah, Approval the- to the speed of sound! Hmm. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I just, you know. Okay, right. it sounds like you guys have something of a plan in place where, you know, uh, you're hoping to maybe ensure that uh, Connor gets a fair trial in this situation. And you're hoping that by speaking to Creedy, you can ensure that there's no executive meddling as a result of Buttermaker's actions. Is that correct? That's yes. actually the plan, yes. Okay, and with also with Connor's testimony regarding you know, the info he uncovered revealing possible corruption or somebody who could interfere with stuff that might be enough to get him into some sort of protection deal. So or just make a deal so that his, that his sentence, whatever his sentences gets reduced. Okay. Or or even he becomes like, like we were saying, someone who works with the police as like a Mm -hmm. contact. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, if we, we make it clear that, that revealing his identity as the man black puts him and and those he cares about at risk from the 
like the McCarthy family, protective custody is a thing we can yeah, put him in. Yeah, we could very easily game in protective With custody. Jack! Yeah. Mm. Well, the thing is, is that apart, if you think about it, like, he's super strong. So you would need someone to be guarding him. We'd either need to put him in myth containment, which is probably against his his human rights, or protective custody would would force him to be in a place with someone who has powers, right? And unless mm-hmm. we have someone else who has powers who can keep him contained, it would have to be somebody on the Mythos unit. Well, let's see. Um, somebody else with powers on the Mythos unit. The only other person who fits that bill is Thalestra. And but... again, I, I was saying his human rights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to have him dangling in a web upside down, uh, surrounded by all the basement boys. So, um, all right, looks like you have a plan in that case. So, uh, what do you do now? Um, well, one thing that Adam's going to do before he goes home is uh, take down, like, make a formal report of all of the missing myths from the Enclave. Uh-huh. I, is there, like, a missing myth registry in the same way there's a missing human registry? Um, I think that's just for... our in-paperwork pile. That's the Yes. Um, there is a new paperwork stack. Essentially, before the Mythos unit was formed, myths were kind of lumped in with all people, but because myths are still a very new thing for the system there were a lot of cases that kind of slipped between the cracks and stuff however with the establishment of the mythos unit actually your department is the one that takes care of missing persons if they are in fact myths so this is absolutely within your jurisdiction i see okay well i'll open a case about it then okay so yeah you head over to your desk and you begin recording these names these descriptions and you officially start inputting these folks into the system and as you're doing that, the rest of you, uh, what did you say we're going to do at this moment? Uh, well, we give the paperwork uh, regarding Connor's arrest to Quincy uh-huh. uh, so that it just gets sort of lost in the shuffle. Yep. And at this point, we're <laughs> probably wanting to go home because it's like two o'clock in the morning. And you yep. have work tomorrow. Uh, it's This is not going to be fun. Okay. So uh, with that, you guys, after getting a few things settled, uh, head home. Uh, basically settling in for the night. Um, yeah, uh, Adam, you get home and uh, Sophie is on the couch watching TV. Hello, hello. How you doing? Oh, you know, it's a bit late for me. <clears throat> I can say I, that. Yeah. I have something I want to ask you about later. Not now. I need to sleep. But sure, uh, sure. Yeah. Oh, see ya. <laughs> All right. Have a good one, Gav. And so with that, you hop in your bed. Uh, yeah, Quincy, you head home. Uh, you pay the babysitter for her overtime, and then you head to bed as well. And so everybody just basically settles in for the night. But the next morning, you wake up, you head into work, and sure enough, um, yeah, you know that uh, Creedy is hoping to speak to you guys. Okay. All right. Well, so yeah, uh, Blackboard is just going to sleep at the station because okay. to hell with going home this late at night. Yeah. Um. Uh, Tony's probably going to do the same thing because okay. his, he lives in Midtown, and by the time he got back, he'd probably have to turn around and come back to work. Pretty much. So, uh, yeah. yeah, the both of you decide to settle in, and you basically find some spots out of the way where you can just uh, put your head down for a few quick Zs. It's not out of the ordinary for cops to do this. But, yes, the next morning, um, yeah, James Hightower is actually waiting for you guys when you come in. Morning, all of you. I understand that you've been quite busy last night. Uh, yeah. We, uh, ran into some trouble, as it were. I see. 
dealt with some members of the McCarthy family and also brought in someone for trespassing as well. Hmm. Uh, this is McCready talking, yes? Uh, this is Hightower talking. Oh, Hightower. Yeah, yeah, kind of a side note, but uh, we're kind of getting through the paperwork slowly but surely. All right, then. Well, uh, I imagine that you will might want to speak to these folks later, do some interrogations if you want to, but good work, all of you, for bringing in some folks in your spare time. It's uh, not often we have officers who dedicate themselves as much as you do. Hmm. <laughs> now, I understand that Creedy uh, spoke to me saying that he wanted to speak to all of you as well. Yes, we talked about something before. Uh, we I should probably see. get going to that. Well, seeing as I'm your superior, I would be happy to come along with you and speak to him as well about all of this. I think that's up to, uh, I think that's up for McCready to decide, but we'll see. All right. And also, um... Hightower, you... actually, could I talk to you for a second? By all means. Uh, right this way, Adams. And so, yeah, he, the two... So, so, uh, so Quincy's actually gonna start leading Hightower away. Okay. Um, I, I had a question, if, if we could talk in private for a moment. Sure, by all means. All right. Um so so uh so I, it, the camera pans as Quincy is like has his hand behind uh Hightower and he starts motioning for Blackmore <laughs> to like go. Yeah, so Blackmore will take the hint and just sort of like sneak out of the meeting room. Um yeah. uh, and Black roll me a stealth check, Franklin. Oh boy. Uh, good at stealth, reasonably. Uh that is a nine to eleven plus six. 17 altogether. Okay. Uh, yeah, you seem to... Uh, you actually quickly turn on your ghost abilities and you just step through the wall and you are just gone. <laughs> imagine he turns them on and just slides into the floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please. Blackmore has worked at Scotland Yard for so long. He is an expert at getting out of meetings he doesn't want to be in. Actually, he doesn't need like... ghost powers. He's been yeah. doing this like for all of his career. Okay, um, i just like to think that maybe you were using your uh, ghost powers and you like Homer Simpson stepping back into the hedge <laughs> out of the meeting room. <laughs> the back of the yeah. Uh, Alright, so Quincy's going to uh, talk to Hightower. Quincy's going to pull out a notepad and put it on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. he, he begins flipping through it and he puts it down. Um, uh, in front of Hightower, you can see a what looks like a, a rectangle with various squares inside of it. And you see, Quincy says, you see... I was thinking about our funding, and uh, of all the appliances I'd like to buy for the kitchen, you see, if I I was thinking of placing a French press here, and uh, over here, I was thinking if we could get a, a food processor, and here, there's a dehydrator in case, you know... Dehydrator? Need... Yes. Uh, well, um, for the this, jerky, you'd see. When you say, de- when you say dehydrator, um, yeah, Hightower holds a hand up, leans in close, peering at you very closely, Quincy. You have my attention. <laughs> Alright, so Quincy is going to talk about kitchen stuff with Hightower. As, uh... Meanwhile, uh, back to, um, yeah, I imagine Franklin and the others? Yeah. So, well, Franklin... I don't, know you, if, yeah. I don't know if Tony has the ability to sneak out of the room quite as well as Franklin, yeah. so he might just sit there and listen to the, the kitchen talk. Okay, so Franklin, as you're getting ready to go find Creedy, you get a text from uh, Jack Houston, actually. Mm, what does it say? Uh, he says, uh, hey, uh, do you want me to come with you for this meeting? Um, I gave him the spiel, uh, in the van, correct? On our way out to, uh, the forest? Yeah, about, uh, how Creedy is hoping to speak yeah. to anybody who wants to, you know, take the risk and stuff. 
Yeah, uh, I basically just text back, like, if, like, everything I told you in the van you're all right with, by all means. Yeah, and so he replies with, sure thing, mate. Uh, I'm part of this, too. I'll be right there. All right, so I will flag down. I will go to Creedy's office, probably a bit earlier than when the meeting's actually supposed to happen. All right, he is in his office working on some paperwork, and then you knock on the door and back to Blackmore. Creedy? So, I was wondering if I could talk to you about something in private. Of course. Come in, please. So yeah, I'll go in, I close the door. Okay. Um, how much are you aware about all the shenanigans we got up to last night? You will have to be specific, Blackmore. The McCarthy family and the trespasser we brought in last night. Yes, I heard quite a bit about that. Excellent work. Well, there's something you should know about the trespasser. Oh? We didn't actually arrest him for trespassing. His eyes narrow just a little bit. That person is the man in black, the vigilante that's been going around for a bit. One that Buttermaker has been so obsessed upon capturing. The very same. Uh, We had a discussion with him last night, and there's something that I think you should probably see, and I will show him the recording that uh, he took. Okay, so you play it for him. Uh, The overhearing of the discussion from on Titus Sweeney's part, and Creedy is just... He has both of his fingers up to his pointer fingers up to his mouth as he is listening with laser focused precision attention. The recording phase, then he just simply says, it again. And so you play it a second time and he just listens to this and you get me a copy of this. Yeah, sure. This is what I wanted to speak to you about. Even regarding Buttermaker's fanatical devotion to throwing the book at him. If this recording is true, and I've got no reason to assume that it isn't, there's someone inside of Mythos unit that's a mole. At that, he is just looking at you with a completely br- blank expression that is more terrifying than anything you've seen from him ever before. Are you certain of this? Well, it's the only <laughs> thing... You found me out! Pull that gun! <laughs> <laughs> uh, now I go through the office door. <laughs> I've got no reason to doubt that it isn't. And from the way Sweeney's talking, whoever this person is that's supposed to slow us down has the means to do so. Who exactly that can be, I have no idea. But I'd rather err on the side of caution than not. This is incredibly serious. Must Which... Be so- Go ahead. We must tread very, very carefully if we are to ascertain who this person is. And that's what I wanted to speak to you about. Yes. The minute that it, Connor is basically... the minute We're going to have to book Connor under what he's... Act, the man in black under what he actually is at some point. Yes. And when it is, Buttermaker is going to tear up a warpath. Oh, you can be certain that he'll try. That's why I need your help. Internal Affairs has connections to places that most of our hierarchies don't. We're hoping that you can somehow manage a deal with prosecutors and other sort of things to ensure that his identity is kept secret, while at the same time he can act as uh, case evidence, and possibly a witness. An interesting notion. Hmm. I believe I should need some time to think on this. But... Given his abilities, his dedication to doing the right thing, and even if he has committed some crimes, given the circumstances, we find ourselves with a very intriguing situation. She'll be certain to let you know what my decision on this is. As soon as I come to one, I shall speak to you. Is there anyone else who you feel as though we can trust with this information? As far as I'm aware, pretty much anyone on my team. But beyond that, well, 
I trust some people more than most, but I'd hazard to say it's as firm as, well, my team. And what about Hightower, your superior? I would trust him, but, oh, you can never rule out anything to be sure. He nods at that. If you wish to keep it to yourself and your teammates, then I shall do so. Right. Anyway, uh, that's all I had to discuss for now. I'll get the rest of the team for that meeting you wanted us to come to. If you could make it as soon as possible. And, uh, yeah, so then Blackmore will, like, you know, nod and make his way back to the meeting room uh, with Hightower in it. And you see, if I had extra bowls, this is the amount I could make, which would actually cover all of the inspectors. Everybody here in the department. Oh, yes. Well, the the plainclothes officers uh, would have to be in batch two, but uh, I could fit everyone in in only two batches. There's a rapping on the door. Yes, but we could... Oh, and then he uh, turns and looks at the door. Oh, um, <clears throat> yes, come in. Uh, Black Tower will poke his head in and be like, uh, Creedy's Wait, ready sorry, for us. sorry, Blackmore, right? Yeah, Blackmore. Oh, you're done with your bathroom break. You, do you have an opinion on this? And you see that the piece of paper now has like multiple like point arrows pointed, and it's not just in Quincy's handwriting. Now you can tell yes. them. <laughs> High Tower is holding a pen, and there's pen marks on the on the sketch. You uh, have worked with High Tower long enough to know what his handwriting looks like. Yeah, I just kind of look at it and say, "Is there a kettle and a coffee maker somewhere in that mess?" Absolutely, oh, yes. there is. Yes, you see, that's in the cafe station here. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Then, as well, uh, as then well I as got a, no opinion. <laughs> we're, we're also making sure to include a cold brew dispenser as well. Uh, yes, that's very fun. Good. Uh, Creedy's ready for us, if you don't mind, sir. Right. Well, uh, by all means, uh, let's uh, go and speak to him. And so as you guys are heading over, um, yeah, the front door of Scotland Yard opens up and Jack Houston is striding in. This mm. time dressed in his normal sort of, like, you know, not his suit of armor and his leaf cape and stuff like that. Not, yeah, his, he... not his fancy boy outfit, his normal guy outfit. Exactly, yes. Uh, his uh, normal uh, police clothing that he wore while a member of the Mythos unit. So, alright. Well, um, why don't we uh, get the show on the road then? Alright, and I guess we head to Creedy's office. Okay, uh, stepping inside, uh, you guys uh, close the door as, in addition to yourselves, so there is Franklin, Tony... Quincy, Adam, as well as Jack Houston and James Hightower, the six of you. And you're all standing in the meeting room as, uh, yeah, Preeti looks up and he just simply says, close the door. So uh, Hightower does so. And so he looks over each and every one of you before slowly leaning forward. I understand that all of you know why you are here. Quincy is, is like, still looking at his at his notebook and making notes in it. Mr. Adams. He looks up, yes. I'm going to need you to pay extremely close attention to what I'm about to say because your life itself is very well on the line. He closes the, the notebook and puts it on the table. That is the third time I've heard that in so many days. <laughs> does I'm seem to be happening to, quite a bit. <laughs> I'm going to be entirely honest with all of you that there is a great deal going on behind the scenes of several things here in London and that there is some information that I have kept to myself because it has been on a need-to-know basis and until now you have not needed to know this. However, if you truly are dedicated to ensuring the safety and the goodwill of all people in London, then I'm going to ask for your help. However, this information that I am about to give you is highly 
volatile. That if you were to take, if you were to be careless with this information, and all it would take is a moment of inattention to make your life completely forfeit. So I will ask you, all of you, this one time, are you truly prepared to risk your lives to save the city of London? Because if not, I'm going to ask you to step out the door. Well, it wouldn't be the first time. And Quincy uh, nods his head uh, assuredly. Yep. And, and maintains remains. his seating position. Yeah. Blackmore remains stalwart. Uh, Tony does the same. My stake in the game at this point is quite personal. You can count on me. At this, um, Jack Houston also nods. I'm a member of the Mythos unit too. If there's anything you can tell them, you can tell me. I'm not backing out. And at this, Hightower also says these are my subordinates. I wouldn't ask them to do anything that I myself wouldn't do, so I'm going to insist that I be here for this as well. And so Creedy looks all of you and seemingly satisfied, he nods. Very well then. Feel free to take some seats. And he gestures to the chairs around his office. There oh, is Quincy's great... already sitting down. <laughs> there is a great deal I must discuss with you, but everything that I'm about to tell you is the complete and total truth. I'm going to tell you everything now. All of it from the beginning. And with this, I think we can call an end to this session here and pick up again next week. Alright, calling it now. Queen Elizabeth is a lich. Fuck! <laughs> Queen a lich a bit. Well, there that that has plans. some poor mouthfeel. I think we can do better. Well, there go my plans for the entire campaign, Harry. Thanks a lot. But, um, yeah. Anyhow, uh, we... I imagine we'll be seeing what the situation is and what Creedy has to say next time. So thank you all very much for listening in and hopefully we can, you know, uh, keep you in suspense just a little while longer before getting all the revelations in place next week. Hmm. All right. All right. Well, have yourself a great night, everybody, and we'll see you soon. Good night, everyone. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Tumblr at listentothesenerds.tumblr.com or on Twitter at LTTNCast. All our music is sourced from Incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can email us at listen to these nerds at gmail.com.